0: Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 77 Yuckadoo and the Dead Sea Salt Islands. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And today we are going to go to the Dead Sea in Jordan, a place that I have never been, but really enjoyed going in this story. I want to thank Martine for the name, Yuckadoo. She says, Yuckadoo is a goop who does not like any food, and he carries a Post-it note about it. Every time he sees a food he doesn't like, he writes the food's name on his Post-it note, so he knows he doesn't like it. Thank you so much, Martine, for such a clever name. I know a couple Yuckadoos. In fact, Maya who lives with me, she is my foster daughter. She can be a yuckadoo for sure. And I always ask her, did you taste it first? And she doesn't always taste things first. She just looks at the way food looks or the color and says, yuck. In any case, I wanna thank you Martine for thinking up this name and we're gonna go to the Dead Sea today. But first I want to say a couple of things One is Goop Tales. As all of the regular listeners know, it's a place about getting off of your screen and into your imagination. So you can listen to it anywhere, in the car, out on a walk, at bedtime, while doing crafts. And it will inspire you, hopefully, to want to travel the world and to learn about other cultures and other places that exist in this incredible world of ours. And you don't have to be on your screen to enjoy it. So I want to thank, give a couple shout-outs to Nina, Oliver, Lila, Nori, Micah, Haley, Ray, Evelina, Oscar, May, Eileen, Arabella, Georgia, Aminata, Cressa, and Aya, for writing in or sending a voicemail. Thank you so much. I have a bunch of your amazing voicemails and it is on my list to get back to all of you with a personal voicemail. So I've listened to them all. I love, love, love hearing them. And the ones who've written in that wanna participate and be part of putting your voice in a goop tale. Thank you so much. I'm keeping a list of all of those. So I haven't forgotten you. Let's see what else. It's time for a review. Okay. I have a couple reviews I'm going to read. There is one from, this is the most recent run, and it says, Hi, my name is Sage, and I am nine. I have a good name for a goop. It is Sweet Toothia. She has a wheelchair. Please say this on your next podcast. Thank you. I would give you a hundred stars if I could. I'd love your podcast. Thank you, Sage. I would give you a hundred stars. Thank you so much for saying that. And I love all the little emojis you put on your review. I'll take it. Okay, I have one more review. I'm going to read. Hi, my name is Paloma. I am nine and I have an idea for a specific place where a goop could go. I think a goop should go to Panama. And if you can please make the goop go to Balboa Academy in Panama, please. If you cannot do this, I would very much appreciate it if you could at least read this in one of your stories. Well, Paloma, a couple things. First of all, I love your name. It's beautiful. Secondly, we haven't gone to Panama yet, so that's a great idea. And I'm gonna have to look up the Balboa Academy and I'll put Panama on my list. And now I've read it in a podcast. So there you go. All three things. I'm looking at my list, trying to think of what else I need to tell you before we take a trip to the Dead Sea. Oh, I know what I wanted to tell you about the Dead Sea. When I was doing my research, I learned that no creatures can really live there because it has such a high salt concentration. So because of that, there's like all these little formations all over the place that look like salt rocks or salt islands. And I couldn't find the official name for what they are. So in this story, I call them salt islands. They're really like these little, they just pop up in all shapes and sizes all over the Dead Sea. They're just beautiful and fascinating to me. And you're going to learn a little bit about the ancient Egyptians and how they made their mummies. So I won't spoil that, but it actually has to do with part of the Dead Sea. So you'll learn about that in this story. I think we're we're ready to get started and stay tuned at the end. I'm gonna remind you of how you can get a free coloring book and how you can join the Goop Story, um, the real coming next year, 2021 Goop Book Waiting List. Very exciting. We're going to have a real goop book with beautiful, beautiful illustrations. So let's get going on our trip to the Dead Sea and I will see you on the other side. Yuckadoo was so full of life and zest. Time spent with him was always the best. He was always ready to get up and go. He was easy like that and would go with the flow. But when it came to certain food, young Yuckadoo could easily go into a mood. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a raucous young goop named Yuckadoo. He was very outgoing and always up for an adventure. He didn't care if there was a hailstorm, snowstorm, or if the sun was beating down and melting everything in sight. He was ready to go out and find some fun mystery or excitement. Once on a cold summer night, Yakadu sat around a bonfire with the rest of the goops and listened to Gablia talk non-stop.
1: Well, when my mother said I couldn't wear that dress, so then I went to the closet and I pulled out all my dresses, and then I... Gablia went on and on, and
0: all Yakadu could think about was the ocean he heard behind him and the waves rolling in the dark. He poked Miss Chiva in her back and whispered, Want to go to the waves and have an adventure? Of course, Miss Chiva said, Yes! And off they went. The two of them snuck away from the bonfire and down to the beach. As it so happened, that particular night, the moon was shining bright and sparkling on the ocean and there were sea turtles being hatched Yakadu and Miss Chiva watched as hundreds of baby sea turtles sprung from the sand and made their way down to the ocean, being guided by the reflection of the moon and stars on the water. It was truly a sight to
1: behold. Oh, Yakadu, this is so exciting. I have never seen anything like it. It is so much better than listening to Gablia gab away all night, said Mischiva. These types
0: of unexpected events seemed to happen a lot when Yakadu was around, and it made him very popular with the rest of the goops. There were times, however, when Yakadu wasn't so popular. He was known for being very particular about food and would often call out yuck or yuck-a-doo if he saw food he didn't like, even if he hadn't tasted it. He even went so far as to carry around a pad of post-it notes on which he kept a running list of all the foods that he had proclaimed yucky. Yucky. The rest of the goops didn't care whether or not Yuckadoo ate a particular food or if he liked a particular food, but they certainly didn't like it when he proclaimed their food yucky. Once Yuckadoo was at Yuanda's birthday party and everyone was served banana cake with whipped cream on top. When Yuckadoo was given his piece, he said, Yuck! Where's the frosting? I like chocolate cake better. Then he took out his post-it notes and wrote down banana cake with whipped cream on his yuck list. Gablia swatted him under the table and hissed, how rude. Ywanda just wandered away and enjoyed her cake in another room. It was her birthday after all and banana cake with whipped cream was her favorite. One cold, crisp, but very sunny winter day, Yakadu woke up and looked outside. The snow had finally stopped falling, and he could go out. He walked over to Miss Chiva's house in the snow, knocked on the door, and said, Come with me, my treat. Miss Chiva Quickly put on her snow boots and followed Yuckadoo out the door. They plodded through the snow until they came to their favorite bakery. This particular bakery had the most delicious cinnamon buns, and Yuckadoo had been dreaming about them for days. Come on, Mischieva, we are going to get some of the most delectable cinnamon buns you have ever tasted. I have been waiting for the snow to stop so that we could come here. The two of them walked into the bakery and were met with a very tempting smell that filled the air. Only it wasn't cinnamon buns. That smells enticing, said Miss Chiva. She walked over to a glass case that was filled with delicious-looking little Round-shaped pastries covered in powdered sugar. Yuckadoo quickly scanned the shop in a panic, looking for his beloved cinnamon buns. Miss Jeeva ordered a beignet and sat down to tuck into it when Yuckadoo said, What are you doing? Why are you eating that? What is it? Mmm, I think it's a beignet, said Miss Jeeva pointing to a sign above the glass case. Yakadu quickly whipped out his post-it notes and began flipping through them. A what, he said? A beignet, said Miss Chiva. He flipped and flipped, but he couldn't find beignet in his post-it notes, so he didn't know what he thought of a beignet because he had never tasted one before. Here! "'Give it a try,' said Miss Chiva, "'as she held up her beignet. "'It had a single bite taken out of it.
1: "'Yuckadoo scrunched up his nose. "'Oh, come on. "'You haven't even given it a try yet. "'Don't do that. "'It's really quite yummy,'
0: said Miss Chiva. "'Yuckadoo leaned down "'and looked closely at the beignet, "'smelled it, and said, "'Yuck!' "'Without warning,' The bite in the beignet opened up into a black hole and sucked Yakadu right in. Miss Chiva watched in disbelief as she saw Yakadu's hand clutching his post it notes disappear into her beignet. Chapter 2 Yakudu was surrounded by soft squishiness. He felt like he was in a giant marshmallow. His legs struggled, barely moving in the soft, thick dough. Finally, after much pushing, he smashed through the beignet and found himself floating in water. Yakudu wasn't a very good swimmer, so he couldn't figure out how he was floating. He looked down and saw that he was in a sea of crystal blue water. As he spun around, he saw tiny little white islands popping up out of the water. The whole scene was so unusual, it made him feel as if he had been transported to some sort of outer space fantasy land. Yakadu was able to kick his way over to one of the white, tiny islands. As soon as he touched it, he pulled his hands away. It was sharp and scratchy. Ouch! yelped Yakadu as he looked around.
1: Those little salt islands are very cantankerous, and they can be quite dangerous, said a charming little voice. Yakadu looked around
0: to see a small bird that had just landed on the tiny white island beside him. The bird turned her head to the side, and so did Yuckadoo, in imitation.
1: Are you making fun of me?
0: asked the bird.
1: No, no, I would never. I'm just getting a look at you and trying to
0: figure out what is happening. Where am I? On a planet? In outer space? said Yuckadoo. The little bird laughed.
1: Outer space? no, no. You are in the Dead Sea in Jordan. I'm a Dead Sea Sparrow. My name is Wano.
0: Dead Sea? said Do. Why, yes, said Wano proudly. Wano then went on to tell Do all about the Dead Sea. She told him that there were no plants, fish, or any other visible life in the Dead Sea. They wouldn't survive in the Dead Sea because it, had a salt concentration of 33.87%. In fact, it was so salty that you could easily float on its surface. Wow, that's great. No wonder I'm not afraid, said Yuckadoo as he paddled around.
1: Not only that, but the Dead Sea is really a lake and she is over three million years old. Cold, said Mwano.
0: Yuckadu let out a low whistle and gasped. When he did so, he sucked up a mouthful of water and then immediately spat it out. <clears throat> Yuck, he said. Don't drink the water. It's too salty, warned Wano. And what are those, said Yuckadoo, pointing to the little salt islands that Wano was standing on. Wano's mood changed as she looked around. There was nothing to be seen but more salt
1: islands. The Dead Sea spits up pebbles and asphalt from deep below its surface, and the ancient Egyptians used them to make mummies. Most mummies were buried in tombs, but there is a legend that says three of the mummies were tossed back into the Dead Sea because there wasn't enough room for them in the tombs. They've been in the Dead Sea for thousands of years, and they resemble the salt islands like the one you just touched. They're waiting, waiting to be touched by any form of life, which is rare out here. If all three are touched between sunrise and Sunset, they will lose their salt and be transported peacefully back to their tomb. And whoever touches the third mummy will be granted a wish fit for a king. Many have tried to do it and failed. Yuckadu
0: listened intently, taking in everything that Wanu was saying. After thinking about it, he said, "Uh." You're living? Why don't you touch them all? Wano sucked in a deep breath. (gasps) I wouldn't dare try, she replied. Why? asked Yuckadu.
1: Because I have watched many of my relatives try and fail. And when they fail, they turn into salt islands and end up over there, she said as she nodded
0: towards a large area in the Dead Sea, covered in small, oddly shaped salt islands. Yuckadu pondered this, and then he asked, How do you know if a salt island is a mummy or not? How can you find all three mummies in such a short period? There are so many salt islands. Now that is the right question. To ask, said Muanu. Okay? Then how will I know? I'm floating around in this enormous place, and there are so many salt islands. How will I know how to find the mummies?
1: said Doo. They are salty, saltier than any of the other islands. You must be careful, because if you find one, you will only have until the next sunrise or sunset to find the other two mummies
0: said Moano then she continued to say if you touch
1: one you will see a pink glow come from within the salt that is your sign to quickly go find the other two as
0: they were speaking Yakadu's foot brushed by one of the nearby salt islands it began to glow Chapter three. Wano gasped (gasps) as she looked at the glowing pink salt island.
1: Then she said, Look! Look what you've done! You must hurry now. Sunset will be in three hours. You must find the other two mummies. There is no time to waste. Yakadu turned
0: around in a panic and watched as the small salt island glowed pink from the inside. For a moment, he was mesmerized by the beauty of the pink salt, but only for a moment. Oh my, what have I done? He said to Moano.
1: You can't worry about that now. You must get to work and find the other two, she said. Yuckadoo was so
0: panicked he could hardly think straight. He flailed around as he panicked and got more water in his mouth. It was so salty he could barely stand it. It was far more salty than his previous taste of the Dead Sea. A light bulb went off for Yuckadoo. Maybe he could use his taste buds to find the other two mummies. He turned to Moano. Moano, I think the water around the mummies is even saltier than the rest of the Dead Sea. He exclaimed. Moano was intrigued and nodded her head. Go on, she said. Well, I got water in my mouth earlier, way over there, and it was very salty. But near this mummy, it is about 10 times saltier. Maybe we just have to find the saltiest water there is and then touch all the salt islands in that area to find the other two mummies, he said excitedly. Wano didn't have a better plan, so she agreed. The two of them made a plan to divide and conquer. Wano would move north and taste the water along the way and Yakadu would float south tasting the water along the way in search of the saltiest region. They both moved in their respective directions using the now rose-colored salt island as their center point. First, they did a taste to remind themselves of just how salty the water should be. They each took one more tiny gulp around the first mummy. Yuck, Yuck, they both said together as they spat out the water.
1: That was definitely the saltiest water I have ever tasted in the Dead Sea. This may work after all,
0: said Wano. Yuckadu loved how buoyant he was. He just bobbed along and paddled his arms in the direction he wished to go. He saw a group of salt islands just south of him, so he paddled over and stuck his tongue in the water and immediately spit it out. Yuck, he said, as he pulled out his little pad of post-it notes and made a note. The water was yuck, but it wasn't salty enough. Then he bobbed over to another group of salt islands and repeated the same steps. The water was salty but not salty enough. Yakaru kept moving south and bobbing along, tasting the water near every group of salt islands. He didn't find any water that was salty enough. He was beginning to doubt his plan when Wano landed on his shoulder.
1: I found some very salty water. Very, very salty. Follow me. So Yakadu
0: paddled north, following Wano. After about an hour, he finally arrived at a group of salt islands. Taste, said Wano, and he did. Yakadu took a tiny taste of the water, and his whole face contorted. This is disgusting! There must be a mummy here. Yakadu and Wano set about, quickly touching every salt island in sight. There were at least a hundred in the area, so Yakadu counted as he touched. One, two, three, four, five. At the count of fifty-five, he watched the sun start to lower, and he grew discouraged, but he didn't give up. He could hear Wano counting nearby.
1: Thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty. Yakadu look! I found one! I found one!
0: One no couldn't believe her eyes. The 34th salt island she touched began to glow in a rose color. This plan, it could actually work, she said to herself in disbelief. Yakudu quickly made his way over to her and looked at the glowing rose salt island. Mummy number two. We did it! He exclaimed. It worked! It worked, said Wano slowly, but look. Yakadu looked over to see the sun at the edge of the horizon. It was setting. Chapter 4 Yakadu and Wano took a moment to celebrate their victory. Wano hopped around on top of a salt rock and let out some happy bird chirps. Yuckadoo splashed up and down in the salty water and admired the glowing rose salt island. I have heard stories of these mummies for years, and I've heard of many discovering one mummy and then desperately looking for the other two. But until now, no one has ever found more than one mummy. I'm so proud of you, Yakudu, for being so clever. Yakudu took it in for a moment, and he was proud of himself. But then he glanced over at the setting sun. We have to move faster, faster than ever now, Wano, or else I will become a salt rock. Wano snapped out of her reverie upon hearing this. You're right, we do. I have an idea, she said as she glanced at the setting sun. Then Wano flew away and disappeared into the sky. Yakudu was bewildered and alone, but he knew he didn't have time to feel sorry for himself. He quickly bobbed over to new territory and began tasting the water. Not here, he said as he paddled to another clump of salt islands. He went on like this for some time, all the while keeping his eye on the fast-setting sun. Half of it was still showing above the horizon, but he knew how quickly the second half could disappear. Suddenly, he heard a loud fluttering sound above him and looked up to see hundreds of birds birds that looked just like Mwano. Mwano
1: swooped down out of the flock and landed on Yuckadu's head. I told my family, and they're here to help. We can do this together. Tell us where you've gone, and we will cover the rest. Yuckadu pulled out
0: his post-it pad and showed it to Mwano, who quickly made a plan and turned to the rest of her family. With a series of chirps, she gave orders to all of the birds and they quickly dispersed throughout the Dead Sea in search of very, very salty water. As the sky grew darker, the two pink salt rock mummies glowed a brilliant rose. Look at them. They're so
1: beautiful,
0: said Yakadoo.
1: They are. And tonight, they will be released. I'm sure of it, said Wano. Yakadu
0: gave her a half-hearted smile. He was not as sure. There was nothing for him to do but wait. Wait until a bird from Wano's flock gave a signal. It didn't take long for this to happen. There were hundreds of birds in the air and in various parts of the Dead Sea, and they all stopped and listened, and the chirping sounds came again, this time louder and faster. They've
1: done it! They found the salty water. It is a large area. We all have to go there now, and you have to start touching the salt
0: islands, said Wano, as she turned to look at Yuckadoo. Most of the birds quickly flew off in the direction of the chirps, while four of them including Wano, picked up Yakadu and flew him over to the newly discovered, very salty area. There were approximately 100 salt rock islands in the area, and Yakadu's eyes widened when he looked at them. How could he possibly touch all of these salt islands before the sun set? In order to get the wish of kings, he had to be the one that touched the final mummy, Salt Island. Two of the largest birds grabbed Yakadu by his shoulders and quickly began to touch him down on Salt Island after Salt Island. He felt as if he were flying. The view was magnificent. In the distance, he could see the two glowing Salt Island mummies, and the sun was setting with only a sliver of light left. But it was enough, at least for now. The birds quickly flew him from island to island as Yuckadoo counted. 85, 86, 87, 88, 89. And on the 90th count, they struck the third mummy. The pink glow came through stronger than ever in the darkness. It was a spectacular sight to behold, but that was just the beginning. A swirl of rose-colored smoke arose from each mummy and twisted into the air, creating a sunset like no other. The three mummies joined together in a cloud of swirling pink that sucked up Yakadu Wano watched in astonishment as she saw all of her previous trapped relatives being released from their salt formations and fly into the air. With a final flourish, the cloud of pink expanded over the Dead Sea with a brilliant glow, and then it all disappeared. And so did Yakadu. He found himself back in Goopworld, set down in a field of snow, Looking at the most wondrous sunset. It really happened, he murmured to himself. Then Yakadu set off to look for Mischieva, but she was nowhere to be found. She was in Ireland, battling with the Blarney Stone. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, that is it for this episode of Goop Tales. I hope you enjoyed going to the Dead Sea. And if you want to see pictures of what all the little salt island salt rocks look like, just go to gooptails.com forward slash yuckadoo. And yuckadoo is Y-U-C-K-A-D-O-O. Um, if you go to the Gooptails website, there's like a broad page for all the gooptails boy, all the goop boys. And you can find him on that page and then click in case you don't remember how to spell his name. But that is where you can see all the pictures. And I would love it if you want to draw your own picture and get the adult in your life, adults if you're listening, to take your picture and just maybe take a picture of whatever you draw and then post it on Facebook or Instagram and tag us at gooptails And then we can repost it on our social media, so everybody else, all the rest of the goopies, can see the drawing that you drew about a goop or goop tails, whatever you want to draw it of. It could be a goop, it could be a place that you heard about in Goop Tales that inspired you. Just make sure you have your grown up tag at Goop Tales when they put it up on social media. Next time, we are going to go to Ireland with little Miss Mischiva which is going to be fantastic. That is a place that I have been, and I'm very excited to go there again in Gooptales. So if you want a free coloring book, just go to gooptales.com, and at the top, you will see in the drop-down menu a place for a free coloring book. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so I can read your review in one of the next Tales. I hope. Okay, that is it for this time. Thank you all who leave me messages. I love the voicemail messages and who write in. And don't forget to write in if you're interested in having your voice on Gooptales. You can just write in to maria at gooptales.com or info at gooptales.com and we will put you on our list. So until the next time, make every day a Goop Day.